Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya We're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Prescribed Duties for Mankind, Chapter 7, Indra Offends, Brihaspati. I think it's a bit more than that. His spiritual master, Brihaspati. Text number 16. Evam chintaya tasya. Maghono no Bhagavan Grihat Brihaspati Gato Drishtam Katimadyat Mamayaya Evam Chintaya Tastasya Maghono Bhagavan Grihat Brihaspati gato drishtam Katimadhyatmamayaya Evam Thus Chintayataha While thinking very seriously Tasya He Maghonaha Indra Bhagavan, the most powerful, Grihat, from his home, Brihaspatihi, Brihaspati, Gataha, went, Adrishtam, invisible, Gatim, to a state, Adhyatma, due to being highly elevated, in spiritual consciousness, Mayaya, by his potency. While Indra, the king of the demigods, thought in this way and repented in his own assembly, Brihaspati, the most powerful spiritual master, understood his mind. Thus, he became invisible to Indra and left home. For Brihaspati was spiritually more powerful than King Indra. Text 17. Gurur Nadi Gata Samgyam Parikshan Bhagavan Svarat Chayantiya Surair Yuktaha Sharma Nalabhatatmanaha Although Indra searched vigorously with the assistance of the other demigods, he could not find Brihaspati. Then Indra thought, Alas, my spiritual master has become dissatisfied with me and now I have no means of achieving good fortune. 
Although Indra was surrounded by demigods, he could not find peace of mind. Touch Touch chut chut vaivasura sarva asrit yo sanasamatam devan prat yudyaman chakrur turmada atatayinaha. Hearing of the pitiable condition of King Indra, the demons, following the instructions of their guru, Sukracharya, equipped themselves with weapons and declared war against the demigods. The demigods' heads, thighs and arms and the other parts of their bodies were injured by the sharp arrows of the demons. The demigods, headed by Indra, saw no other course than to immediately approach Lord Brahma with bowed heads for shelter and proper instruction. Tangstatabhyaditan viksha bhagavan atmabur ajaha kripaya paraya deva when the most powerful Lord Brahma saw the demigods coming towards him, their bodies gravely injured by the arrows of the demons, he pacified them by his great causeless mercy and spoke as follows. Sri Brahma Uvacha Aho Bhattasura Sreshta Hiya Bhadram Vakritam Mahat Pramishtam Brahmanam Dantam Lord Brahma said, O best of the demigods, unfortunately, because of madness resulting from your material opulence, you failed to receive Brihaspati properly when he came to your assembly. Because he is aware of the Supreme Brahman and fully in control of his senses, he is the best of the Brahmanas. Therefore, it is very astonishing that you have acted impudently toward him. Hmm. Purport. Lord Brahma recognised the Brahminical qualifications of Brihaspati, who was the spiritual master of the demigods because of his awareness of the Supreme Brahman. Brihaspati was very much in control of his senses and mind, and therefore he was a most qualified Brahmana. Lord Brahma chastised the demigods for not properly respecting this Brahmana who was their guru. Lord Brahma wanted to impress upon the demigods that one's guru should not be disrespected under any circumstances. When Brihaspati entered the assembly of the demigods, they and their king Indra took him for granted. Since he came every day, they thought they did not need to show him special respect. As it is said, familiarity breeds contempt. Being very much displeased, Brihaspati immediately left Indra's palace. Thus all the demigods headed by Indra became offenders at the lotus feet of Brihaspati. And Lord Brahma, being aware of this, 
condemned their neglect. In a song we sing every day, Naratam Das Thakur says, Chakchuda Natilu Jammi Jammi Prabhu say, the Guru gives spiritual insight to the disciple, and therefore the Guru should be considered his master life after life. Jamme Jamme Prabhu say. Under no circumstances should the Guru be disrespected. But the demigods, being puffed up by their material possessions, were disrespectful to their Guru. Therefore, Srimad Bhagavatam 11, 17, 27 advises Acharyam Mam Vijaniyan Navamanyeta Kahichit Na Marcha Budya Suyeta. The Acharya should always be offered respectful obeisances. One should never envy the Acharya considering him an ordinary human being. Om Timirandasya. Vinanjana salakaya chakshun militam jena tasmahe sri guruve namaha sri chaitanya mano bishtam stapitam jena bhutale svayam rupa kadamahiyam dadati svapadantikam mukam karoti vachalam pangum langayate garim yat kripa tamaham bande Shri Gurum Dinatarinam. So, um, So the main point here is that Brihaspati is the spiritual master, a brahmana, and demonstrating the qualities of a brahmana. Prabhupada says he, he was a most qualified brahmana, right? So what's that mean? Samaudamas tapasocham, right? Chantir ajavamevacha, jnanam vigyanam astikyam brahma kama svabhavajam. So, so, um, as a and and as a qualified brahmana, equal to everybody. Um, Mind controlled, senses controlled, um, a performer of austerities, right? live simply, um, abides by the, the 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 rules of social etiquettes and 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 um, social demeanour, if you like. Um, but upholds the Vedic. You know the the, the the qualities of ashtikyam means um, the cultivation of of spiritual understanding, spiritual realization. You know, this is considered to be the wealth of the brahmanas is their learning. 
as opposed to material wealth. In, a, in, in the Vedic culture, the emphasis is on cultivating a spiritual understanding of existence rather than the accumulation of material possessions. A Brahmana may have material possessions, but they're not as considered as important as the, as the cultivation of spiritual knowledge. And so therefore, Brahmanas tend to be more renounced and detached. Doesn't mean that they don't have wealth or that they're not powerful or influential, but they're detached from it. Because no, we see there are many in innovative culture, especially somebody like Brihaspati, he's powerful, he's strong, he's influential. And we can see that from we can see that by the consequences that the demigods had to uh, accept because they offended him. Right? They didn't properly respect him. And and you know one of the the prime uh, one of the prime considerations of Indra and the demigods is oh we've got to defeat the demons you know we we've got to get our kingdom back we've got to be um, properly uh, facilitated right so they're 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 um, um, pious obviously to be demigods you have to be pious but at the same time. Still, there's a tinge of material consideration, right? And, and that's why Brihaspati is, is just admonishing them. He's saying here, Aishwaryat na abhyanandata. Because of your material opulence, and what comes with material opulence? Pride, right? A feeling of superiority, and and with that, a feeling of superiority, that sense of uh, of um, pride, and so uh, um, because of that pride, then when Indra was observing the performance of the apsaras and Brihaspati came to the assembly, uh, even though Indra saw Brihaspati, he kept his attention on the performance of the, um, of the dance, right? And, and whereas he should have dropped everything and he should have offered his respects to his guru. Right? This is one of the one of the principal one of the sixty-four items of bhakti. Right? One of the sixty-four items of bhakti is that when one sees the spiritual master or the deity, one should immediately bow down. Right? Uh, one of the qualities that Srila Prabhupada admired or appreciated, I don't know about admired, but appreciated about his Australian disciples was their simplicity, right? And so when he went to the, to the program at La Trobe University, even though it was raining and the ground had puddles in it, when the devotees saw Srila Prabhupada, they paid their obeisances immediately and of course got wet. <laughs> Prabhupada's kind of, okay. <laughs> but he appreciated that, that simplicity, that dedication. Huh? 
And of course, our dedication to the Guru, to the, that, what is it, Yasya Prashada, what is it, they said, Yasya Deve Tata Guru. Yeah. The one who has complete faith in the Vedic, in the, in the principles of the Vedas, the Vedic literature, and in the spiritual master, then the purport is automatically revealed. Right? So this, this is a really essential principle of making spiritual advancement and also here for the demigods, material advancement as well. Because it's, it's interesting, Prabhupada mentions that Spiritual progress is accompanied also by material facility. Uh, it's devotees will become materially well off by the performance of their spiritual practice. That's not the reason why they do it. But that will happen. That will happen automatically. As one preaches, then automatically people will be attracted People will want to follow the devotees. And then as they make spiritual advancement themselves as a result of the instructions that they receive, they'll want to show some appreciation. Right? And of course, this is out, this is what is it, Dadati Pratigrinati. This is the this is a Brahminical activity, right? Giving charity, receiving charity. But when the devotees give transcendental knowledge, they give prasadam. They give enlightenment, then people reciprocate. That's why we've got a hundi there. We feed people, and then what do they do? They put a donation in the donation box, or we they see that, you know, when when somebody comes to the temple and they see the deities, their consciousness is uplifted, right? It's elevated when they hear the the instructions of the Bhagavad Gita and the Bhagavatam and, and they see the example of the devotees right? and they feel the atmosphere of the temple they're inspired and so what happens they want to reciprocate this is just a very natural exchange you know many times people say oh when I come to the temple I feel the difference right I feel the difference. So uh, those uh, spiritual gifts that are, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? They're very subtle, very uh, difficult to um, describe or to pinpoint, but experienced, right? They're experienced by people. They feel the benefit. Then uh, they're inspired. So um, it's not that having material uh, facility is bad or, or wrong. In fact, Rupa Goswami encourages us. You know, we're in, our philosophy is renunciation, but renunciation meaning, what is it, when we do the, the, the ablations into the fire for the jagya, 
at the end of the various mantras that we intone when we're doing the swaha, then at the end of that, idam krishnaya idam namama, this is for Krishna, this is not for me. Right? This is really what that says. Idam Krishnaya, this is for Krishna, idam na mama, not for me. Right? So the, the, the devotee understands, or ideally the devotee understands, that whatever has been given to me or whatever has been given to us, that belongs to Krishna and we use it for Krishna's service. Right? But we have to be careful. Because, and this is why devotees, are, it's recommended, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, we shouldn't become attached to opulent food, opulent dress, and opulent conveyances. Prabhupada mentions in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Because we can see what happens, what happens to the demigods. They've got opulence coming out, you know, it's just everywhere. Uh, but what happens? It affects their consciousness. So they become proud and, and not recognising that the, that the facility is provided because of their, and this happened for the de demons as well, because of their dedication and adherence to the instructions of the guru, they were successful and were able to defeat the demigods. Right? So the demigods offended their spiritual master and so they lost their material um, facility. So Brahma, they're lamenting because now they're being defeated by the demons and they're wounded and, and whatever. Um, um, and and uh, they're coming to Lord Brahma to, to you know, what do we do? We've, we're being defeated. And he's... His Brahma is able to pinpoint, is able to identify what they've done uh, to deserve this fate. They've become um, influenced or overcome by the, by the facility. The demigods, headed by Indra, saw no other course than to immediately approach Lord Brahma with bowed heads for shelter and proper instruction. And he's pointed out the, the, their fault immediately. You know, this is, the, this is the responsibility of the spiritual master, is to point out the fault of the disciple. And they disrespected him, right? And so Prabhupada says, and, and you know, he's very, he's imminently qualified as, as a brahmana, has control of his senses, has control of his mind, and uh, understands the truth. But they became, Prabhupada says here, uh, contemptuous, too familiar with the guru. He was there every day. And, and so Brihaspati left. Even though Indra went to Brihaspati to offer obeisances and to beg forgiveness, but 
Indra disappeared. Uh-huh. Disappeared. You can offer obeisances and say, I'm sorry, but you need to modify your behaviour. It's easy to say sorry, right? Oh, Prabhu, sorry, but then you still behave like a, like a fool. <laughs> so it's really got to be a change of heart. We can't just do it, you know, we can't. These things can't be done superficially. And if we're not properly respectful to the spiritual master, then we'll have to suffer the consequences, which is what's happening to the demigods, and similarly for us. What is it? Gurur avagya. Third offence in the chanting of Hare Krishna is to disobey the order of the spiritual master, which is a form of dis- disrespect, you know, di- di- uh, yeah, disrespect, same principle. And, and improper makes this point here. What is it? Chakshu dana dilaye. Chakshu dana. He gives us vision, right? The spiritual master gives us vision so that we can see the truth. Jamme jamme prabhu say, let him be my master, birth after birth. Mm-hmm. And Prabhupada says here, the guru gives spiritual insight to the disciple and therefore the guru should be considered his master life after life. So why, you know, living with the spiritual master in close association is dangerous for the disciple because that familiarity can, can arise. And that's what Prabhupada says here, that Yemi gods were seeing him every day and so didn't appreciate his position and so therefore neglected to respect him properly very interesting Papa says under no circumstances should the guru be disrespected hmm as easy to see how and we see this in the Bhagavan quite a bit Bhagavatam quite a bit. Devotee becomes a little affected by the material facility that they have and then they they then neglect their spiritual life and these essential principles. This is the danger of of material facility is to then neglect one's spiritual life and then suffer the consequences. And so Prabhupada gives this final piece of advice from the Bhagavatam. The Acharya should always be offered respectful obeisances. One should never envy the Acharya, nor consider him an ordinary human being. And so, you know, that's why every day we, we perform the Guru Puja for, for Srila Prabhupada. And um, it, we're recommended uh, to offer um, 
Guru Puja do our, our spiritual masters on a daily basis. Because Srila Prabhupada is the, you know, Prabhupada's our Adi Guru, if you like, the, the founder of Charya, effectively. Special position, and he represents all spiritual masters within ISKCON. Or certainly all ISKCON spiritual masters should represent Srila Prabhupada. And so in that mood, we, we respect all devotees because of their adherence to Prabhupada's instructions. But especially those devotees who have the, you know, uh, who have the role of the Diksha and Siksha gurus, we should respect them appropriately uh, and follow their instructions. Um, mm, yep. Dantam has fully controlled the mind and senses, right? which is a, a Goswami. Right? This is a definition of a guru. Does anybody have any comments or questions on any of these points? Where to draw the line? You mentioned that sometimes uh, we can see as in the Bhagavatam that too much Anushila acquisition can get in the way of, uh, of the spiritual practice. So, when to draw the line? When is it getting too much? When Between enough and too much? Yeah. Or, I don't know whether, I don't know whether it's, it's enough or too much, but rather the mentality the mood of accepting uh, facilities for service, right? So the, the, the idea is, is that a brahmana keeps their personal requirements to a minimum and their personal um, facility to what is necessary but doesn't over-accumulate, and so therefore, you know, Atyahara is a, an obstacle to bhakti, mentioned by Rupa Goswami in the, in the Upadeshamrita. Atyahara prayasas cha prajopo niyamagraha. So Atyahara means over-collecting or over-accumulating, over-eating. That's, that's, that's one of the first... Tri one of the first things you learn in the ashram when you come to the temple is, you know, because they encourage you, eat, eat, eat. And then you eat, and then the next thing you know, you can't stay awake. So you've got to eat, but don't eat too much. Right? Taking prasadam is good, but too much is not good. Right? So... Um, Accepting uh, that which is favourable, rejecting that which is unfavourable, over-accumulating uh, for material facilities is, is, is dangerous. Well, and it can affect you in various ways, in different ways. Well, 
Oh, well, interesting you asked that question. I'll tell you, I'll tell you an example that, that, hurt, that hurt me really bad, not badly, but upset me was, I remember I've, uh, uh, one Swami was coming to Australia and so I invited him to come to Melbourne, but he said he was only going to go to New Govardhan, to Mwilumba, and I got upset. Thinking, come on, we're the, this is Radhabalaba, Melbourne Mahaprabhu Mandir, Prabhupada's Tirtha, you know, you've got to come here. And I got very upset. I mean, I didn't reveal that to anybody, but I was upset with myself that I was thinking, you know, we're so good and perfect and everything, right? So you've got to be careful about uh, becoming too, you know, f- full of your own importance. <laughs> right? <clears throat> How's that sound? <laughs> That's an example, personal example of getting a bit too ahead of yourself. We're here because of Prabhupada. I mean, I mean, I guess it's okay. It is okay to be somewhat proud of your Ishta Devata, your you know your your deity, right? You have to be. But, yeah, we have to be careful. Interesting, it's a, it's a fine balance. But we don't necessarily reject things uh, for the sake of rejection, right, for renunciation. But rather, Prabhupada encouraged us, Prabhupada taught by example that we accept things for Krishna's service, Right? And, you know, what Prabhupada talks about the microphone or, or the printing press, right? There's a good example. Printing press or even social media, right? Social media, modern communication systems, it's all about, what is it all about? It's all about sense gratification pretty much, right? And so therefore dangerous for the devotees. But a devotee recognises, oh, okay, I can use this to expand the Sankirtan, right? So that's what we do. We look on Facebook, but not to read all the stupid comments that people make, but to tell them the 25th, sorry, the 50th anniversary of Radha Krishna is on tomorrow, please come. And people see it. Oh, wow, let's go to the temple. Right? Or people, you know, like every day there's somebody writing to us and saying, like yesterday I got somebody said, are are you doing home programs now? Right? Yes, we are. Do you want to have one? Yes. How can I arrange it? So I sent my telephone number and I said, call me after five o'clock tomorrow. Oh, fantastic, will do. Right? So, you know, uh, a mobile phone or an iPad or a computer can be a huge distraction if we let it. But at the same time, because it has that connection with Krishna, then we use it. Right? So... That's our renunciation. The renunciation is yukta vairagya, is seeing that 
the dangers, the inherent dangers of something, and we, that's what we give, we renounce that for sure because of the detriments, but at the same time, the, so that's why Prabhupada said, you know, the devotee said they, were, they saw the picture of the Mayavadi who, you know, when he was given money, just poof, I wasn't going to, I'm not going to mention any names, but <laughs> we don't want to embarrass anybody. But then Prabhupada said, well, you can take a picture of me and I'll take all the money. So did that mean that Prabhupada was attached to money? Well, yes, he was. Right? <clears throat> yeah. It was interesting to note, you know, when, 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 when Chitra Laika told Prabhupada that she wanted to buy the deity, she said, Prabhupada asked her, well, where'd you get the money from? <laughs> uh, and of course, it was a Christmas present from her parents. Uh, but then she was going to use it in Krishna's service. Prabhupada was fine with that, encouraged her. Uh, so the devotees, but, but we, and we've seen in the history of ISKCON, we've seen in, our, in the history of ISKCON in the 80s, certainly, Devotees became quite wealthy and bought fancy cars and, you know, started getting into television and different things. And then it weakened their austerity and so a number of them fell down. I, I think that this is the, re you know, that we shouldn't, it's gone, we're, the, we're an extension of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, right? This is, it's gone is Lord Chaitanya's mission and we're the Sankatan movement. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we're, we're all Paramahamsas and fully, you know, detached from the material world. We're not. And so just as we see lessons in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, we can, and learn from them, we can also learn from the mistakes that we've made individually and collectively in, in the not-so-distant past. So, yukta uh, vairagya, but don't overdo it because yukta vairagya can be used also as an excuse for sense gratification, right? And so then the weeds will, the weeds of attachment will grow. Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur uh, warns us in the in the uh, uh, what is it the. Um, Madhurya Kadambini about these points. Hmm. Uh, is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Don't get too full of yourself. Which is, yeah. But it can happen, and, and that's why Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur mentions this: that you know you, you can be successful as a devotee, then people start giving you things, and so you accumulate material facility, and then the material facility itself is dangerous because if it's not fully used in Krishna's service, or some of it's, we think, oh yeah, this you know I'm I'm the doer, ahankara, right? Ahankara vimudatma. Kartaham miti manyate. This is in the Bhagavad Gita, right? Kartaham, what does that mean? I am the doer. Iti manyate. I think I'm the doer, so therefore I'm a good fellow. And some of this is for me. 
And some of it is, yeah, because Krishna, you know, even though everything belongs to Krishna, at the same time we're given, we have facility. But that facility we use in Krishna's service. Uh, so, you know, Prabhupada, there's the anecdote about Prabhupada telling the story, you know, this, this watch belongs to Krishna, but if you try to take it from me, I'll fight you for it. Right? Because... I'm using it in Krishna's service, so, and it belongs to me. It's, it is mine, right? So it's a subtle, a subtle point that it belongs to me, yes, but it's appropriate. It's, it's the possessions that we own or have need to be uh, um, intelligently applied. And so that's why, you know, when a devotee has excess or more than necessary, he gives it away. Which is what Prabhupada would do. Every, he, he would go to temples and, you know, be given watches and rings and this and that and the other thing. And then the next place that he would go to, he would give them all away to his disciples. <laughs> Wouldn't keep them. Okay, Gantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Gaurabhakta Bhinda ki jai, Hare Krishna.